city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Keys to the City. So last night, as you know, last night was supposed to be a night of celebration, excitement, overjoy. But last night was the complete opposite. Disappointment, frustration, defeated, are just some of the words that come to mind when we think of how last night was for me. I know we're all Yankee fans. I'm also a Laker fan. So last night was a huge deal for me. Last night to me was the epitome of 2020. And the reason why I say that is because there's a saying, Ted, that we all used to say, and we still probably used it. We got to hope for the best, but you got to expect the worst. And last night, that's exactly what happened. I hope for a Lakers championship. I hope for a Yankees ALCS appearance. But as all good things, some must come to an end. And that's what happened with the New York Yankees. And Joseph, come on on and join us right now. And like I said, it, this last night, there was a lot of – we were excited. You come off of game four with the big win. The pitching looked great. The bullpen looked great. Even the bats came up clutch when they needed to. Yeah, game four. Pitching. Well, not even – yeah, but just everything was seemed like pointing in the right direction. And I know the Lakers series. Lakers are still up 3-2 going into game six on Sunday. I get that. Look, all signs point to seven. Still claiming that 17 championship. It just last night was – I was I was very excited for last night. I was nervous, though. I was very nervous because of I feared what could have happened last night. And what I feared – became a reality for us. I know the Yankee season's over. I know the Lakers season continues, but that was just the epitome of 2020 for me because yeah. I had such high expectations last night. And as 2020 has shown, well, those expectations got to be put to rest sometimes. And it's just the year that keeps on giving. If you can tell my sarcasm, because I'm kidding around when I say that, that this year is there's the so much hatred for the Yankees. I saw online. Like, and and you that. also got to think of two, Joe, Lakers playing with the Kobe jerseys. And then on top of it, the Yankees greatest pitcher of all time in team history, Whitey Ford goes to rest. And we all thought this, that, oh, this, this has got to be right. This has got to be it. They're going to come back. They're going to, they win game four. They take care of business, clutch hitting, great pitching, great bullpen, great managing decisions. We go into game five. Cole looks like Cole. Everything we paid for was well worth it. On three days rest, he was outstanding. I know the first inning he struggled, but he got right through that fastball. The command of his fastball was lights out. He was ready to go. There's a lot of questions. Once again, we sit here one year later, Joe, asking the same sort of questions. And there's a combination of everything, guys. There's not just – you can point the finger at Boom. You can point the finger at Chapman. There's a combination of everything that surrounds last night's loss. And I think it just sums up the past couple years of what last no, night – No, it sums up the Yankees in general. The the, no, the past, listen, no, I'm talking I, about, saw, I saw a comment today – that they said the Yankees are closer to the Dallas Cowboys right now than they are 
to a New England Patriots team because they have this you have this exuberant fan base. You have this high price salary cap teams. You know, there's an expectation as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Listen, they're talented. Every year, you and me, we know this. Joe, we talk about this all the time, right? Dallas Cowboys are one of the most talented teams every year, right? There's an expectation. This team should get to the Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. And they fail every Dallas Cowboy fan for the past 24 years, years, since 1996, since the last time they won a Super Bowl. They haven't even been to an NFC Championship game since then. So, and uh, now I know it's not been 24 years, but the Yankees, we haven't won a championship it's been 11. in 11 years. It's going well, to go half of 24. So, yeah, 12 years. It hasn't happened since before Babe Ruth as a Yankee fan. It's 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 disheartening because you know the team is there. Now there was a couple of years in the middle of the you know 2010s where the end of the Jeter years and everything where they were really but that's what there the, was a change that's the, the, the changing from the old guard and to Joe, the new that's guard. what we got all excited about because the fact that when we had this youth movement coming in 2017 and they overexceeded expectations going to the ALCS going at game 7 against a team like the Astros out. At the time we're probably a better team but the Yankees still had opportunities Right there, we're thinking, here we go. This is going to be scary. It's kind of like the Cubs a couple years ago. Kind of like the Cubs, similar. Ever since they won that World Series, the Cubs have been in the same area as well, making the playoffs, but have never gotten back to where we thought they could have. Same with the Yankees. ALCS, ever since Girardi's left, it seems like they plateaued, I would say, Joe. I know there's so many combinations, guys, of why they lost last night. Joe, just you could come on and chime in and say however you feel because last night was – as it's been the past couple of years, a major disappointment. I feel I, like Aaron Boone should be fired. And Docs, he just said that. Let him go. Lame duck go. manager go going go. in the next season. But look, he, the Yankees lost this series because of Aaron Boone's poor managing. That's what happened here. The, the game two debacle messed up your rotation it messed up your bullpen you and still, it messed up the flow of everything too it messed everything up and i and i i mentioned this on the roll call yesterday i'll go back to 2018 for a minute in an elimination game when he benched miguel and duhar and I forget who played third base it didn't oh, do anything uh, he used to play for uh tampa his name was hencheveria it was, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. He put him in because he was a, a be- defensive he guy. Was a defensive guy, and he wanted to go with the, the analytics kind of thing, and he didn't want his bat and then do hard. And that's part of the reason why he had this job is because of the analytics. Don't even get me started with this. Listen, it's, it's worked. It's no, not, I want to hear, I mean, I hear what Joe wanted to say. I want to say they one you, game. You just it's lost to a different. team that lives and dies by analytics. You, you tried to game. play. You tried to play the Devil Rays. The Devil Rays. Oops. You tried to <laughs> play the D-Rays game. I will game. play with the Devil Rays. That's when they were bad. I wish oh, they were. You know, when they got rid of that devil thing, they became they became the, they much became Well, it's team. funny. I've said this a lot in the last couple of weeks, and and I I feel it's worth reiterating. I know this team had a twenty nine million dollar payroll, and I think it's easy to like. We all know how good Tampa is, and and the short change Tampa is is to me disrespectful. Oh, absolutely. They, I mean, they have to earn their respect. I mean, you think about who started the game last night. Tyler Glasnow. That was a guy that the Pirates didn't want. They traded. How about yeah, the three I, guys? On two about, days rest. How about the three guys, though, as well, that were part that were in that game that were all on the Pirates? All three had major um, impact. No, impacts on the oh, game. Oh, sure. 
Glass and O'Cole, and the guy that hit the home run at the only hit of the game off of Cole at the point, Austin Meadows, and just, also was on the. And Pittsburgh that speaks Pirates. volumes to the Rays organization that you can, that you can have the 29th payroll, and you're able to find these hidden gems, and you you turn them into stars. Now the only difference because they're not big time stars because they don't play in New York and they play for Tampa. It's just it's it's upsetting because. Two years in a row, we said it before him, you lose to division foes. You lose to your arch nemesis, the Not Red Sox. Two years in a row. Well, you know what I mean. Well, they're okay, three years in a row. Let's put it this way. You, you lose to your arch enemy oh, three straight years. I mean, listen, you might <laughs> three as well, straight years. You might as well put Houston in it because Houston has been kind of a Yankee. The last four or five yeah, years has been a major rival. Rival, yes, major. okay? You, the Yankees-Red Sox, and we don't have to say anything more than the Yankees-Red Sox. And the Rays, really, in the last couple of years, because, and they've been a good team. Like Joe said, it's this is not like a walk in a park team where just all of a sudden they, they won 90-something games. Last year, they, they, were, they were in the playoffs. They were a 90-win team last year yeah, and, well. now, and I had an expectation that the Yankees were going to win because this was what happened last year. The Rays took the lead on the – on the Astros, the Astros end up coming back and Cole pitched game five and they beat them. So I had that same type of expectation last night that the Yankees were going to win. Cole but was like that. I, up I, I, that I, I know I always bash Boone, and mistake. I was so mad when they first happened because I was like, why did you start Debbie Garcia? If you remember, now I understand the analytics that you were trying, you're trying to fool him. You're trying to play their game. That's what they do. They have to do that because they don't have the rich payroll in the, in the game. They have to come up with other ways. It's like, when, like a little guy fights a bigger guy, you got to find little ways to, you know, you got to find little tactics. You know what I mean? Stomp on his toe, beat, you know, poke his eye, whatever you have to do. It's it's frustrating because the guys that you pay big money for that you have this expectation to do well, they did not come up clutch again. And that's here's my biggest thing. I know we're gonna put, like I said, there's a lot of factors going into this loss. You can blame Boone, understandable, Joe. You can blame Chapman, understandable. Again, two straight postseasons given up. I mean. That's why I get. That's why I talked to you guys on the roll call the other day about Chapman. You guys, I'm not worried about it. And you brought up. It's funny. You remember you brought up Devers' home run when he gave up 102, 103 mile per hour fastball, Sunday, and Devers Sunday did it the baseball. Sunday night baseball game. It was, it was just like last night, 101 miles per hour. But you can blame Chapman. You can blame. But do you blame? You can him? blame. You can. You, no, you can point. You can say whatever you want. It's how people are nowadays. You're gonna blame somebody because that's what we do. We point the finger nowadays. You still gotta hit a hundred one mile an hour fastball. Uh, also, not got, many, not many also my biggest thing, though, and Joe, we talked about it when this first came up. This series, the Yankees will win this series if, and we said, Joe, you specifically said, it's gonna be the offense. They gotta come up clutch. They gotta have big hits, and the offense once again in moments like last night. Came up short again. Scored and one run. One run. And it was uh, – God, God bless that it was Aaron Judge with a, an amazing pop home run that should have never even been a home run the way that ball was pitched. But God bless that he's so strong. And other than that, like I said, there's so many factors. I can't You can't point the finger at one thing, but the past three seasons with 2018, 2019, and I just said it too as well last night, Aaron Boone got outmanaged by – Alex Cora, Aaron Boone got outmanaged by AJ Hinch, and Aaron Boone got outmanaged by Kevin Cash. So that's well, three better managers. 
and I get that's three straight years. And I've, I've said multiple times, you guys always jump on me because I'm always like, Boone, like I said in the beginning of the year, when Boone has to make the right decisions for this team yeah, to be but, great. But we're so hitting the home run. That's his fault. That's no, I'm not I'm not saying that. It's just decisions like Tuesday night, last night. Bring it in, Mike. Yes, well, hold on, okay. Okay. But if they win Ted, last Ted, night, we're not okay. talking about it. I know, this. but they didn't. You're not saying Ted, anything about Ted, game two. Ted, you're over and done. Ted, if I went to go get a lotto ticket right now and God forbid I won, guess what? I'd be a billionaire and I would All never right, Dude, what does that have to do with the baseball? My point game? is, is if it's like could, would, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Who cares? They didn't. They lost the game. Plain and simple. Like, like that's it. Joe, do you think Chapman has lost anything? We just saw the uh, gentleman Trevor Harris post a thing. Do you think Chapman and uh, Trevor? Maybe you want to interrupt me too, but do you think Chapman that people understand? Listen, it's coming fast, and they're all like he was unhittable back in the day. And now it just seems like we're seeing him being hit. A lot harder, and for and for much more. I mean, I'll do Joe, go on, go on, Joe. Well, look, twenty twenty baseball. Let's be honest. The the baseballs they used last year are the same baseballs they use this year. No, I still think I think they switched because there was so many more home runs in this playoffs than I felt like in the regular season. I mean, well, I think. I think the reason you didn't see as many home runs in the regular season is I just think there there were too many people. Look at guys like Acuna who took. A, a month really to to get their feet under him. You saw that all around the league. The idea that Luke Voigt led the league in home runs, I think, tells you all you need to know as far as where where people's bats were. The bats are just now catching up. But to me, the ball still jumps off the bat the way oh, it yeah. did last year. You saw. I mean, the home runs in the postseason have been. It's this has been stunning to see all these home runs. But I'll tell you what. Last night, to me went exactly according to the plan that I suspected that Aaron Boone was going to go with. You wanted Cole to get you into the six, and he went five and a third. I felt like Cole could have went at least until the seventh. It's a, a tough call, yes. He probably yeah. could have, but let's be honest. Britton and, and Chapman had not pitched much in the series. Those are your big guns. You're paying those. You understand that you're paying the three guys that pitched last night for the Yankees. Garrett Cole makes what thirty-five million a year. Yeah, yeah. Chapman makes fifteen. Britain makes eleven. That's a lot of money for three guys. Yeah, and especially for, for twenty-seven outs. Especially That's all they had to do. Joe, here's the thing: of why I would have. You're in a do or die situation to come back with you. If you're in a do or die situation, you had a one hitter. It was only one home run. The guy, I know he was close to 100 pitches, but you got to let the guy. Well, the analytics told him to take him out, Trev. Yes, the analytics. Hold on. The analytic dictated it was time to go to the bullpen, and that's what he did. This is my biggest problem with Aaron Boone. You go out there, you look Garrett Cole in the eye, and you say, listen, if I go back to this dugout without you, you got this? And he's going to answer you. I, 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 I say yes. I say Garrett here's Cole, the other. Hold on. Here's the other fascinating thing. And get to the seventh. I I I I inquired about this because I was very curious. We talked about it all week. Garrett Cole's never pitched on three days rest. What will it be like? Will he yeah. even do it? He didn't want to do it in Houston. We know he didn't want to do it last year in Houston. Everybody knows this. After game one, Aaron Boone called out to Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole, without him even asking specifically what the question was, Garrett walked into Boone's office and said, give me the ball in game five. 
Well, it should be. You had everything you wanted and needed last night. Aaron Judge finally stepped up, had a big home run, had another really good at-bat that game where he drew a walk. Mm -hmm. To me, and I've been saying it all week, Aaron Judge would have was going to be the difference maker. If the Yankees were to advance and go to a World Series, it was going to be because Aaron Judge got them there. And he wasn't clutch enough throughout, throughout the whole series. The answer, Here's the, the thing, Teddy, and tell me if I'm wrong now. I now look at this team as Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton's team. This is their team. And the rest of these guys had better step up their game. And I'm talking about Glaber. I'm talking about Judge. I'm talking about Urshela. Everybody. Boy, because where were you? I mean, you had a great you were every MVP caliber, and then you disappeared. Let me come in with this. I want to answer your question about the Chapman. You know what Chapman when Chapman comes in now? It's like the New York Giants. Um, you know something bad is gonna happen, it feels like it's become a regular routine for me that especially in the postseason, just like the Giants get nervous. It's kind of like when week one, the Giants great drive, that long ass drive. But what happened? They throw a pick. It's a typical giant thing. Chapman comes in, gets the first two batters out, looks great. But you know he might just give up that big long ball. Long and that's what and happened last night. And that's what I'm like, I, Hold it's, on. it's almost some routine for me I sometimes. disagree. You're talking about he had one bad pitch last year. He had one bad pitch last night. I'm sorry, and no offense to Matt Harris. You're not a Yankee fan. You don't watch Chapman pitch. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't think he's lost anything. I think he's. Not as dominant, but he's also not the same age he was when he first came up. He was still throwing 100 miles an hour last night, so I don't think he's lost anything. What happened was Mike Broussard had already homered off of Chapman previously, okay? You know about the whole thing with him throwing up and in on Broussard. This was the matchup that they wanted. Broussard eats up lefties. That was the matchup. That was the matchup. There's no reason, not for nothing, he had him 0-2. That slider on the outside corner, they should have rang him up. That should have been strike three. And I'll go into the bottom of the ninth. Now, we talked about this just before the show. My thought, I'll share this with everybody. 2-0 to Stanton, that pitch was about three inches off the dirt. Yeah, it's a 2-1 count on Stanton instead of 3-0. Slider inside also should have been ball four. Stanton should have been on first base instead. Calls that a strike as well. Now it's 2-2, where Stanton at least should be 3-1, or he should be on first base. He's Luke got Boyd, the, he's got an Boyd has a 1-0. Again, pitch out of the strike zone. 1-1. Different at-bat. Different at-bat, and it ends with Voigt having a swing at a really crappy pitch because the umpire took the Yankees' bats out of their hands in the ninth inning. To and me, that's, that's the most disappointing that's part of last night. That's happened multiple times in series. It was in the post the other day. We we're talking about about the having digital, you know, like I'm um, ready for it. Oh I'm uh, ready for here's it. Here's my thing: where it should be crucial is in the seventh, eighth, and ninth when the games matter most. Okay, you want to, you can still keep the umpires, but there should be some type of challenge or check or replay. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect, but there should be some type of expectation in the seventh, eighth, and ninth that. It's going to be – because how many times have we – and we're not just talking Yankees. How many baseball games have we seen decided by bad calls? And it changes oh, the whole – Sports event. in general. In like, sports in general. Like, per, like per, basketball, like per, football, you see like the perfect example. Well, that's see, why I also – I hate the unwritten rule. I can't swing yeah. 3-0. Screw you. Well, I'll well, swing when I want, at what I want, whenever I want, and, and you'll have to make a better pitch. 
My father said the same. You're, you're taking, again, you guys know this. Statistically, every strike that you get in the count makes your batting average drop. Every single yeah. strike Absolutely. makes your batting average drop. Every when an season. umpire takes takes a, 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 the bat out of Giancarlo Stanton's hand in He's the ninth hitter. inning of an elimination game, when I thought he did a pretty good job for the most part. Also, I would say game two was another good example of Glassnow was getting calls that neither Garcia or Hap got at all. I mean, it was a totally different strike zone in game two, which well, is a big part of the reason they struck out 18 times and lost. Well, how many times do you see where it's supposed to be strike three? They call the ball, and then the next pitch is hit for a home run. And you're like, like you you know it. Like I was trying to think of the other scenario, like a football or something. No, the best, we're, the we're, best is when the announcer's like, well, this guy's due for a home run or something. He's, he's no, never hit anything off of him. But it's always happened? like it should be strike three at the end of the inning, All and right. next you know it's a two-run shot. Here's also my, I, I want to say one last thing to Joe, and then I'll let you go. Joe, when Boone came out to take Cole out, and I was watching the game at the bar, and I'm like, I don't think he's actually going to take him out. I'm like, I think he's just going to go to him and be like, hey. Can you get me this last out? Can you get me the next two outs? And he would have been like, "Listen, I can," which most pitchers will, you know. The man, and this is kind of like man this is kind of like what happened with Pedro. We bashed the Red Sox for that back in the day, but Pedro said, "I had the confidence that I thought I could get him out." And when listen, if you're the ace of the staff, and I need to get one more out, there's no way you should tell me I'm not getting him out. You should fight the manager because if you remember, that's what we loved about Cece. Cece would have a a fit. And that's a, and that's a, you know what I mean. He would not want that's to take it out of the game. Easily. And that's a couple other things that ticks me off about Boone is that kind of like, kind of like game two, you go for the throw and he kind of screw he throws everything off. Would would Cole give the guy a one more inning, let him finish the job? He had a one hitter. I mean, all it was was that one home run. My other thing is the lineup. DJ struggled in this series. Geo struggled. Geo struggled. Um, Everyone struggled. The boy was a major disappointment in this postseason. Dude, Judge, Judge was Sanchez, bad. we already know, was a major disappointment. Even Stanton towards the end of – I mean, Stanton at the end, when we needed him most, he was great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything bad about Giancarlo Stanton. He was amazing. He did everything he could to carry this offense when this offense was struggling. But when we needed him most, he struggled at times last night. Judge had his struggles. Glaber was great. Guardy played well hitting the ball. I know we have the whole Clint Frazier thing as well. But those guys, there were guys that didn't come up big. And we needed them, especially a guy. And I always say, DJ LeMay, who is the most important player on the Yankees because he's the one that starts everything. And when he kept grounding out, and he did, even my, me and my father were talking, he didn't look himself at the plate this game, at this series. He struggled. He wasn't hitting the ball. He was reaching. Even when that sack fly the other night, in game four, he just was reaching. It didn't, look, way out it didn't look like DJ LeMahieu that we've seen the past two seasons, and it was a concern for me. Now, you know I love DJ LeMahieu. I think he's one of the most valuable players in all of baseball, and the Yankees should never let that man walk out of the building again. He should be a Yankee for life. But he was he he's as important as any player on that team, and he struggled when we needed him too. Gio, other than his glove, like always, but he struggled at the plate too, and – that, that there's so many questions again. And to answer your question, is it a fail? Yeah, Joe. I mean, the past couple of years you've said, oh, well, they got 100 wins. I get that. They made the playoffs, but they're out in the first round. It's a disappointment. Oh, it's round. A, yeah, yeah. This year's weird. Yeah, yeah, I know. Weird, you're right. You're right. Circum no, you're right. Weird correct you. No, weird circumstances this year. Yes, they made it to the second round. But for a team that just made it to the ALCS last year, 
you take a step back and yeah, it is another fail because of the the factor that you are the New York Yankees and you have some serious you're, questions you're, going in the offseason. With your Sinatra. standard is higher than maybe any other team in all of sports, maybe other than the Lakers, the Dallas Cowboys, that name. You're supposed to win championships, and that's what the Yankees haven't done in 11 years, and it's going to go on to 12. If, if We'll see what happens no, it's next. It'll be well, okay, this is 10. We'll see what happens next year. So but right now, there's a lot of major decisions going forward for the Yankees, a lot of decisions that we don't have an entire show for because there are a lot of question marks. What do they do? With Judge and Sanchez, are they going to start seriously considering long-term contracts? DJ, Tanaka, Paxton, what are they going to do with all those guys? What about the front office? I mean, what are they going to do? Boone, are they telling them you got one more year to really show us what you're made of because this is three straight years that he's fallen short when mattered most in the postseason? But what about analytics in the front office? And I, care about the, and I care about the post. As a Yankee fan, I don't care about the regular season. Because I know the Yankees are going to some be in the playoffs without question, no matter what. It's what they do in the postseason. And three straight years, Boone has failed us. So if he comes up, well, made bad decision. I, I don't say failed. It's a combination of everything. But if he well, struggles, it is a failure if, if you don't win. If he struggles again next year and they don't win a championship, you have to seriously consider it's four years. Don't you remember? You that? have four years and hasn't won a championship, hasn't gone to a World Series. They don't. They have to seriously consider moving on from Aaron Boone. Remember because you and Joe, like a year or two ago, almost got in a huge argument on the thing because you were like, if the Yankees don't make win the World Series, it's a fail. And Joe, and Joe was like, no, it isn't. It's yeah, yeah, a, we had that serious argument a couple years ago when Joe, they lost to the Red Joe, Sox. Do you, do you still feel that way that it's that it's not a? Do you think this is a failure in this type of season? What we what we have transpired in 2020 is it a failure that you lost to the Rays? You didn't make the ALCS. The Houston Astros are in the ALCS. That's why this pisses me off more than any of the past three. And series. you still haven't won a championship because I wanted to beat those. And they're gonna, you know, what I wanted hey, to beat those you know, mother as, as, as I could say, efforts in the war so bad. Just to taste, to just get a chance to beat them, it would have been so freaking satisfying. You know what's gonna and happen? The Yankees came up short again, and now I'm starting to get pissed off because uh, I wanted to beat. I wanted to beat yeah, the Astros. I hate them that much. Yes, they're they're effing cheaters. They're cheaters, and they want to talk. And what makes it worse is that they keep running their mouth, but yet they are winning. That's what makes it worse. They're winning. Their offense came to play. Their stars showed up, and against the Athletics, you you and that's what takes me you off. You realize because this should have been the Yankees Astros. Rematch Why we would have lost again? How do you know that? Because we can't clutch. We're not clutch. Okay, I watched them against the A's. They didn't have. They the were. They, they didn't were have the pitching staff. It doesn't matter. Night last year. Listen, Charles was right. When the Charles was, they don't he have used to say, he used to say Cashman. Cashman won all the championships when he first was on with the previous GM, and I can't think of the previous GM. He's only won one or two World Series since he's really been the front and center leader. When the Yankees were winning, they had homegrown players. It's it's disappointing. Well, Luis Severino it's and Jordan Montgomery are both homegrown players no, in that rotation, well, and they're both pretty good ball players. At, so. I think we look at the main players on the team as not homegrown players. But though Aaron Judge is a homegrown, so is Gary Sanchez, but they're not clutch. I think that's it. I think the biggest thing that I was going to finish off with is my loss of train of thought. I almost I just pulled a Seinfeld. I just pulled a Jerry <laughs> Stiller. Stiller. I lost my train of thought. I I, I really did. I really want Go on, Joe, if you got anything else to say with this. Uh, with yeah, look, I sure do. Um, look, you can you can blame who you want for this. At the end of the day, what you're going to get from this front office is they're going to double down on analytics. They're not going to abandon it. It's going to be the opposite. Oh, and so if, 
If Boone doesn't last the offseason or if 2021 is his last year, you can bet the next guy up. Um, the next guy up will definitely be even more analytically driven and maybe won't even need like texts from Cashman to the dugout or whatever weird stuff is happening. Th this Look, the Yankees are the better team. The Yankees are the better team than the Tampa Rays. Had the Yankees gone in and played the series, had Tanaka started game two, and have started game three, I think the Yankees probably sweep this series and we're not even having any of these conversations. This was simply Aaron Boone trying to be cute, trying to be a good manager, trying to out-cash Kevin Cash, and, and he couldn't cash the check. And that's what happened here. Plain and simple. That was really Plain good. Thank you. Look, you, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of blame to go around. Aaron Judge played like garbage. Yep. Voight played like yep. garbage. Urshela even had an error to boot last night, played like garbage. Yep. Um, look and look around though. So Gary Sanchez didn't play pretty much played one game the whole series. One game is all all this guy got into. And now I got my train of thought. I said, you know what's gonna happen. It's going to be the Dodgers and the Astros in the World Series. That's exactly what's going to happen, and the Dodgers are going to get them this year. Like Joe, you said about it, there's just, it's a combination of everything. You can point the finger at Boone, you can point the finger at Chapman, you can point the finger at the offense, the, the lineup again. Not each the individual the player clutch, has to point the their finger the at themselves. Clutch, the clutch that they didn't do it's enough. It's just as a Yankee fan watching last night and listening to it at work, it's just a combination. The past three years, it's not just last night. This is this is just this is a combination of three straight years of just again coming up short and. Losing to Joe, I agree. The Rays were the better team. They were the more complete team, and it showed last night. They might have the more talented team of the Yankees, like I yes. said, on the road. I'll call. give they you that. I 100% agree with Charles here. Yeah, so do I. 100% agree, too. I, I slightly disagree in that, look, they were the better team in this series because the Rays played their game. The Rays did what the Rays did do. I said going into this series, if the Yankees kicked the ball around and gave Tampa outs, they weren't going to win the series. Yes. They did a nice job up until last night. And again, as you mentioned, yeah, it cost the guy about 20 extra pitches uh, because of errors. That kind of stuff wasn't going to get it done. It's just, it's just, it's, it's frustrating once again because as Yankee fans, we hope to see championships every year, and we we become spoiled. That's that's how we are. I don't care. You could call us whatever you want. We're Yankee fans. We expect to we expect greatness. We expect championships. I'm sorry if you're a Pittsburgh Pirate fan or a, a Marlin fan. I mean, I shouldn't even say Marlin because they made the playoff. But I'm sorry. We expect championships. We expect greatness. The Yankees frustrate frustrations continue. Three straight years of elimination, losing to teams that are better and getting outmanaged. It's a combination of everything. Yankees need to go back to the here's the other, they got here's major the other questions problem. going into the offseason that they have to answer. Here's the other problem, and here's something that I think Yankee fans tend to not really look at because we, we go through this every year, right? 2018, it was the Red Sox, and the Red, the Red Sox team was insane. In oh, 2019, yeah, that, was, that, that was Astros true. team was insane. So yeah. – I you know the Yankees the Yankees have had a tendency to run into teams that aren't necessarily better teams, but in that moment, in that more season, complete. for that series, are more way complete. more complete, better teams. If you don't play defense, if you can't scratch runs together, you you better be pitching lights out. The and way the Yankees bullpen was literally this entire season, going back to the playoffs last season, right through this season. The Yankees bullpen uh, on a whole, and I'll take Britain out of the conversation because Britain's been lights out. And I think next season, 
Zach Britton should be the closer of this team. And I think Chapman should be the ninth, uh, the eighth inning guy. Maybe he can work his way in or they could do some kind of a combo like, like the Rays would do. Rays have 13 guys that closed the game for them this year. I would rather have Britton as the closer for the simple fact that Britain doesn't give up home runs. He'll give up hits, but he doesn't give up the big shot. You're not going to hit a home run off of that sinker. So, so again, I'd rather have him be in the ninth inning. I'd rather have Chapman pitching the seventh or eighth inning. I I think going forward, I think that's something the Yankees seriously need to take a look at because, and again, I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with Chapman. I think he's still as good as he was, but I think the Yankees are the only team in baseball. That's literally got a better option for a closer on their roster already. Why wouldn't you use that? Especially yeah. in a situation where a home run and you lose it, I think I want the guy that doesn't give up home runs pitching. Here's the other that. super interesting thing. I don't know if you guys saw this last night. You guys will recall there was a tweet from Trevor Bauer the other night. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did you one better because a lot of people were like, Garrett Cole hates his guts. There's no way he'll let the Yankees sign him. So I thought this tweet was what, curious what, what, last night. Though it came at a loss. Important to give Garrett Cole props for that performance tonight. Anyone who's willing to come out on short rest to put his team on his back and try and win a must-win playoff game has my respect. Great performance tonight. Now, I feel like that Trevor Power. Garrett, what do you say, bro? We bury it and we do this. That's what I got out of that tweet. I think, listen, here's the other thing. For anybody who wants. He's a nut job. Joe, why does anybody who I don't care about that. Is there a history uh, between these two? Yeah, they don't like each other. Um, I guess last year, Bauer talked about the spin rate increase for Cole oh, yeah, and yeah. suggested there was more to the story. And Cole told him, you know, you know where to go and how to get yeah. there. So uh, there, no love loss. So it was interesting when he made that tweet the other night. I, I think Bauer kind of thought it was over. But again, I think this is sort of the mea culpa. Like, hey, you and me, bro, with Sevy. Hey, that's the, yeah. that's the hey, that, hey, hold on. That's the real tank for Trevor, right? Let's go get Trevor Bauer. Hell hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll no. take that. It's just, Let me say one other thing. For anybody who dreams of JT Romalto coming to the Yankees to replace Gary Sanchez, I'm sorry to say, get your head out of your ass. Joe, the Yankees have – hold up. No, hold not, up. I don't want to talk more. I want to get to the NFL. No, hey, I won't let you off the hook yet. You're going to hear this, and then we're going to move on. Between, oh, gonna, yo, you're telling me you're gonna I'm moving out of my show. You're as the third, me as the third key brother, I'm 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 speaking up here. You son of a gun. Be, between Cole, Stanton, Britton, and Chapman, that's a hundred million dollars for next season. Oh, I I get I understand. Do you want DJ back? We need another, whether it's whether it's Paxton or Tanaka or Bow or somebody else, you need another another no, starter, yeah, well, 15 yeah. to 20 million a year. That yep. you're adding, Glaber's definitely getting paid. Yeah, I'm paying Paxton. Probably not. Someone's getting paid. Maybe it'll be Trevor Bauer, and that's fine. But, but that my point so, is, if you pay Bauer, you're not going to get Tanaka too. No, Joe, I 100 the agree. payroll. The payroll's not endless, and I know Gary's Gary's been a little rough. What I'm, what I would try Give to say, Gary, 2021, and I think the same thing for Judge. One of these guys is getting a 10 year deal to stay in New York for a long time. And the other one is going away. They, what I should say about Rio Muto, I don't think they're going to sign him. They should seriously just look into it. Just to look into it. At what is his asking price? That's it. And if it doesn't work, 
if we got Gary for another year, maybe find he got he got his Higgy back for another year. I mean, he don't forget Gary Sanchez hit two ninety nine his rookie year. Had another year where he hit two seventy two. Aaron Judge is also Aaron Judge is also about a two seventy five hitter for his for his career. That's about where he is. Can't stay healthy, and that's another problem. Can't stay healthy. He plays right field, which is a position you have tons of depth in already. And and outfielders, star outfielders, are a dime a dozen. I know, no, Joe. Like you're I you're said, not going to find yeah. another guy. You need to. They, what they need to do is they need to get Gary fixed over this off season. That's what they need to do. That should be priority one. Get a get a catching instructor who you're going to keep around for more than a season, and let somebody work with this guy. Get his game back. Get his head back so we can start raking again. And, and there's another question going into the offseason. I mean, we're going to be talking more about it at the end of baseball. I mean, because the Yankees do have a lot of because questions. Because there's a, a lot of, for a team that's a playoff team and a championship caliber team, there's a lot of questions moving on into the offseason. We'll get into all of that in just another couple of weeks or so. And they got a lot of they got a lot of answers to figure out because next year is a massive season, not just for a lot of the players. But for Aaron Boone as well, because his his ass could be on the line come next year. Let's shift over to the NFL. And I started the show with saying last night was like the epitome of 2020 and how you got to hope for the best, expect the worst. Well, coming into this year, we've had baseball. Baseball had a little scare. They move on. They get it. They move on to they pass it on and it's good. So baseball moves on. They made it work. NBA had no issues. Now the NFL, and this is where it gets interesting because I've been saying that I don't see, and me and Ted have been arguing about this a lot because he feels differently as usual, but I just feel like down the road, the NFL is going to struggle to continue with this season if this continues to prolong and get worse because of the scheduling the games, the buys, it's just a lot of go- factors going into it as well. They will finish the and, season. And it's go- I think it's going to be a lot tougher. And you compare it to baseball, and everybody has told you that you can't compare a sport where you're – I can do anything And I'm going to move over here because this is how far these guys are. These guys are over here. When does it matter? When does it matter? Like, they still got the season. The see, Cardinals, that's, see, that's the problem with him. It doesn't matter. Joe, All he hears is, oh, baseball made it happen. Adam Sheffer tweeted out they're not, they don't have to play 16 games. It's going to come down to winning percentage. So if the Titans only play 14 games this season, that's what's going to happen. I don't care about – They're going to finish the season. There's too much money involved, okay? One, one hiccup is not going to slow the train of the NFL. It's the biggest billionaire. It doubles the NBA in billions, okay? That is the difference between the second biggest sport in the country and the first biggest what Double we, the amount of billions. Are we talking merchandise again or something? No, we're like talking we were the other day. Merchandise. Who gives? Well, I'm not talking well, we about. We got players held that at risk. It's called TV, Trev. It's called ratings. It's called fantasy. It's called, like, it's oh, called. And you sound like the million other idiots. Then I guess it's about. Fa- Who gives a crap about? I don't care about fantasy this year. Bro, they've been <laughs> doing merchandising. You brought out Reggie. I brought out the Reggie bar. Somebody brought that nonsense up the other day, that this era of marketing, as if that would have any impact. I mean, again, Aaron Judge and one and somebody said that, oh, Aaron Judge, because of merchandise, like who gives a hoot about merchandise? Look how many jersey he sells. It doesn't matter. Reggie sold a lot of candy bars. The Yankees moved on from them. 
he's he's a no, great he's a great no, it, 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 i'll tell you one thing it's not it's in the percentage of the pie okay it might not you be, sure you want to start agreeing with him more? It's, it might not be 25 percent, but it's a percentage now listen the red sox got rid of their best player joe has okay. a, mookie Betts. which listen Joe, do you Every have a Kamala Harris look on or something? That look like a Kamala Harris. Mr. Vice so President, I'm talking. I'm talking, I'm Mr. Vice President. I'm the Vice President? I'm By the, the way, that's what it looks like now. underneath the wrapper. Those are, you, you would eat that. Yeah, oh, yes. That was great. <laughs> Bro, those are delicious. <laughs> that's the Reggie bar. That's a 100-grand bar. Yeah, that wasn't like the Yankees. But that's what I'm saying. It's going to be tough for the NFL because you're playing in a sport there where there's contact every play. There's guys that are hitting each other. And for uh, literally, for one of the main things that – go on in this entire pandemic is rules you should say is stay six feet back no touching or anything then get the hell off my screen then because you're too your close screen. to your screen your <laughs> screen your computer eyeball i put into this money okay king kong ain't got on but, me but i will say this and i want to be dead honest and serious and no because no, it is a serious thing i think when playoff time comes up the nfl should go to a bubble type atmosphere with the sense of let's where would they do it? You have you just where? like just listen, and I'm gonna give this scenario. You do it just like you do in baseball. You get four venues, okay? You keep everyone in a city like the Super Bowl. They don't have the Super Bowl in Green Bay, and not just because of the cold, because the town can't hold them, okay? Well, they right have there. to have a big enough venue. So if that means you got to go down to Florida, because why couldn't you do in Miami where there's you could do the hurricane? There's enough stadiums in Florida or in California or something. Do, you know, put them in an area where the towns can hold two or three football teams because there is places where they can hold it. You know what I mean? Put them in an area where it's safe. That's what I would do. So you don't – because when playoff time, you can't afford for a COVID outbreak or any oops. There can't be no oops. You know, that's how I learned my sex lesson. There can't be no oops. And the, the NFL can't have an oops, okay? Yeah. There's no such thing as an oops. No oops. Because what do you do in the playoffs when a team – you can't just say, well, you know what? Someone else is going to get a bye week in the playoffs. That it throws it. You can do it in the regular season because you can move the Super Bowl an extra week or two. You can move it. It doesn't have to be February 7th. It could be February 21st, all right? You build in an extra couple bye weeks. The NFL, in the back of their mind, should have always prepared that a team or something like this is going to happen. The baseball team happened, right? The Marlins, within the first week, we said it. You said after the first week of baseball, baseball will I can go find it because I said, no, it won't, okay? They had 23 players on the Marlins that had COVID. And guess what? They made the playoffs, and baseball still went on. The show went he's on. He's still trying okay. to get here. The Cardinals but he's didn't still, play 60 games. I don't think he, and they moved. The show went on. Here's the thing, Joe. Sometimes it's hard. The NFL, it, the show will move on. That's a, okay. Break the wagon, okay. move on. Shut it. Here's the thing about Teddy. I sometimes sometimes Teddy doesn't comprehend things fast enough. It takes him like a, a few years to get caught. So in about a year or two, he'll figure it out. But this isn't baseball. This is not baseball. You're literally watching football right now. I mean, college football is working. Hey, Joe, college football, Notre Dame's had the last two weeks off because of COVID. Guess what? They're playing tonight at 730 against Florida State. The show goes on, baby. The show goes on. Guess what? The Pac-12 is going to play seven games. The Big Ten is going to play it's eight a shame, It's a shame we got How about Houston? How about the University of Houston is, is uh, hopefully going to play its first game of the year this year? Well, no, they, 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 they beat Tulane. Yeah, they beat Tulane. Oh, did it happen? Oh, yeah, right, Thursday night. Oh, well, thank God. I felt so bad for Houston, dude. Like, I mean, I'm, look, this is some that? serious This is some serious stuff. And like yeah, you said, I'm, Trevor, I'm, look. I'm, I'm not trying to be I'm, in a laughing I'm, matter I'm, I'm getting serious. The show will go on with this. They will find – It has to. And here's the thing. I'm sorry – 
But if a team ends up having a severe outbreak where one team, it's not going to stop the NFL one team. Honestly, I wish it was just on the Giants so we don't have to see him for no, the next 12 weeks. I don't watch anything. Just bad. forfeit the rest of the games. I'll see you at the draft. We're going to take Trevor Lawrence and we're going to build on. What? Or, or you're going to go get Penny Sewell to left tackle and you're going to team up your peer tackles for the next five stop to ten years. Stop with these moronic Giants. It's not moronic. Stop with these Giant fans that say, let's tank because, for Trevor. Stop. It's not please. moronic because oh, here's yeah, the thing. Oh, yeah. No, let's, 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 let's win three games this year so we could pick fifth. Give me a break, Trevor. Trev, I, look, I know, I know you, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you hate losing. You act like, like all the rest of us are okay with it. And, and just, you don't like it. I think, you guys, wants- I think you guys are satisfied. Joe, no, Joe, I, no. I swear. listen, listen to what I'm saying to you. I sit on my couch expecting they're going to lose expecting it. Yeah. But I sit there. With all the faith in the world, like screaming go Giants, losing my mind on what I think are bad pass interference calls that don't go their way, yep. hopeful that they can get some positive rushing yardage, hoping to God that 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 Jones isn't going to get crushed on the blind side. I'm I'm as optimistic as you are until the fourth quarter, and then I yeah. sit there and I go, well, last, it is what it is, and we'll just see what happens. Time. So maybe I am. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a little more all right with it because this team sucks. No, I know. So do you think that the NFL is going to keep going on this season? Do you think that they're going to make? They have to because here's the thing. I understand. No, no, no. Listen, but listen. Why? At the end of the day, the NFL does not care who is in the postseason, nor do they care who wins the Super Bowl in 2020. The win for the NFL is just being here. And yes, obviously, just being on the field is all they ever wanted because of all the money they're raking in right now. That was the, they don't care who gets COVID. They don't care who gets knocked out by COVID. Dude, if the Chiefs get hit with COVID, the NFL doesn't care. If it's Baltimore, they don't care because somebody else will step up. It's football. We don't give a crap. We just want to watch it. And that's the advantage I think the NFL has over all the other sports. We want our football so bad. We we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care who the starting quarterback is on any given Sunday. I got to say. We don't care. I got to say, you know, I love you guys. I love this show. It's great having three Italians on this show, man. This is great. I love Joe, it. did you hear me? I said, how much is he paying Jace no, right no, now to say that? No, because <laughs> you know, I don't I think the what I'm trying to say with that whole thing, I, I want to give at least at least one more year with J, Daniel Jobs. At least one more year with that's all I'm trying to say. Yes, but I know you're to give up. First of all, I don't think the Giants are gonna get the number one pick because I believe that there's a worse team in New York. I don't know. No, Jets. I don't know. The Jets were more competitive and they score more points what than the Giants. What the hell is wrong with you, man? Are you the, serious? The Jets were a lot more competitive the against are, the Broncos. The Jets are horrible, man. Joe Flacco is playing right now because Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is. Let, let, let's be honest, okay? For one second, the Cardinals thought when they took Josh Rosen that he was going to be their franchise quarterback. There was questions that the Giants should have took him or the Jets should have took him or he should have been at least questioned as the number one pick, all right? He didn't play well, did not look well, didn't start. Next year, hmm, I have the number one pick. There's a guy named Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's short, he's fast, but we think we can work with him. 
We're going to take another quarterback, even though we just drafted a quarterback last year, and we thought Josh Rosen was the real deal, Holyfield. I don't. And we took Kyle Murray, and guess what? They're happy. I said right before this show, the Miami Dolphins, by week six, when we first did the thing, that Tua would start. If Tua does not play well this year and has another freak injury, you know what the Dolphins are going to have next year? Two first-round picks. If you feel that Tua is not the guy, you package those two first-round picks, and you go get the number one pick, say the Giants and Jets, and the Giants would love to have two first-round picks. Hell with it. If you if you think Daniel Jones, and you go draft Trevor Lawrence. Like if you think I Trevor feel- Lawrence is the next best thing, and that's what they are question- thinking of him as, he's the next Andrew Luck or John Elway, or he could be the next Patty Mahomes because guess what? If you have Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady or that type of caliber or Aaron Rodgers, that type of player, you more. draft him. That's why the Packers took Jordan Love when they still had Aaron Rodgers on the team. That's why teams do that because at the end of the day, if you don't have the quarterback, you got I nothing would, else I, on I, the team. I could see the Giants going with the offensive line. That would be that's what Trevor. I would how about this scenario? How about the Giants get the number one pick in the draft by virtue of their one in fifteen finish, and rather than draft Lawrence, yeah, maybe the Jets, they, will be, the Jets will be zero and sixteen. <laughs> maybe the Giants trade the pick. Oh, and get a, get a boatload of assets? Hell yeah. Get some first assets. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, and then, and then yeah. still be able to spend a first-round pick on a, a defense, I mean, an offensive right. line or something I to that fact. So, yeah. look, I, to me, look, I, I'm not ready to uh, – Trevor, I want you to understand something. I'm not ready to say I'm over Daniel Jones. Neither am I, but I'm just I'm, saying – I'm not the there. Mirror was I, there, I, I Joe, I you'd have I, to I, take I, a real look in the mirror. I completely – 100% understand what you're saying. I get it. Trust but I it. also understand that the Giants are more than just a quarterback away from being a championship. Just like, just like so, the Jets. So what Joe's right. scenario is, if you do get the number one pick, now listen, I think the Giants would be better. If they have the number one pick, I think you have to take Trevor Lawrence. That can't even be a question. So let's. But if you have the second or third or fourth pick, I think the Giants really have to consider – if someone is really looking at one of the three top quarterbacks that you trade back, as long as it's not that far, and you get everything you possibly can scrape out of a team, and that means Jace, you won't have to worry. Gettleman's going to be gone. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry don't about Gettleman, bro. He's yeah. out. Now, now, <laughs> that's another. Hold on. Now to this question that Joe had just posted. While like Joe said, you'll be sitting on the couch Sunday, like we will both, watching the Giants, screaming our brains out, rooting for the Giants because we can't stand Dallas. And the Giants will lose to Dallas, and we'll so, and we'll be shocked. Let me get in, again. Let me get into this question with you boys then, because who do you trust? It's, it's not the no, Giants. Hold on, listen. Hold on, Ted. Wait, please, Joe. I'm an so, impatient person. The ADD kicks in wow. more times than not, and I can't help it. And I don't have food in my system. He's like Mimi. He's like, what's that think, word again? What, what is it? What do you want? you think your brother would be a little more sympathetic that you're a little hungry, Joe? If you're I'm a little hungry, hungry man, go easy on him. Joe, you want Joe? You want to go to Weatherford Pizza House? You still owe me another sub. I do. You can cash that in anytime you want. By the way, <laughs> Joe, that's the only. Those are like free sub cards for you. So let me get into the, let me get into this game because something's got to give, right? So the question is the offense, Giants offense right now, averaging 270 yards per game, tied 32nd with the New York Jets, 76 on the ground. They're averaging they're averaging a pitiful 11.8 points per game, and they. I have 47 points total. Now I say rushing on the ground because this Dallas defense just gave up 300 yards on the ground and <laughs> they're giving up 172 on the ground. Their defense is ranked 30th, giving up 430 plus a game. So something's got to give with this game because you're going to have strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness because right now the offense of Dallas is great. 
The defense of the Giants is surprisingly very, very good right now. Very good? They're very good. Look at this. Go look at where the Giants are ranked. I wouldn't say they're – I don't know if I would throw very in there, but I would say – I I will agree with good. They're good. Okay, that's fine. For a team that has no stars and has injuries throughout – they're playing very well, better than what we expected with them. Yes, and for in sure. The top 10, that's a tough defense that you don't want to play. And this offense, who just lost their left tackle now, possibly for the entire no, season. He's out for the season. Yeah. Well, yesterday he said expect. You're the it's, one that sent it to me. Adam Schechter, he's out for the season. They I just lost their dude, student, you know, I just they just, push they just lost their student starting God. tackle for the season. They don't have the right tackle and they don't have the Why right do tackle. I need a girlfriend when I could just have my brother? Because it's like having a girlfriend. Pain in the ass. Plain and simple. What's got to give? These offensive weakness versus weakness. The Giants' offense has been atrocious. The Dallas the team, there might be a brawl today, Joe. We might have to have you just starring it after this after the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what we're laughing because someone's got to give with this game. One oh, team is sure. going to show up. De- a defense is going to show up or an offense is going to show up because both are god-awful. <laughs> Who do you trust, boys? Look, generally speaking, over the last few years, the Giants' offense has generally been humbled by the Dallas defense. This is probably the Giants' best opportunity against the Dallas defense in a long time, but I think it's the other matchup that's going to be problematic because if there's one thing Dallas can do, uh, it's they can put up points and they can put up yards. And look, this defense is is pretty good. They you know came in the last week ranked 12th after being the 25th rated defense oh, last year. Hey, oh, speaking of breaking news: Chiefs and Bears have positive tests. Oh, there you go. Oh, geez. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, oh, NFL. What the hell? The NFL does not care. The NFL doesn't care that Patty Mahomes will be out of action. They don't care. I hope Patty Mahomes is not. I hope. And you know what they'll do, Joe? They'll just have NFL seven days a week. Well, hey, listen, because they already put a game on Tuesday night. They moved another yeah. game on Monday at five o'clock. Guess what? Wednesday night. You know what, Chiefs? You're going to play Wednesday night instead. Who do you? Who do you not for nothing with the Yankees out of the postseason too. I think if you're the NFL. With the NBA about to be, you you could literally pick any night of the week you want to throw a football game on, and you know we're all going to watch it. Because we're all going to watch yeah, it. Because Adam Schefter said before the NFL season, the, this was Jags and the Browns, Wednesday night, Jags, Browns, I'm in. Yep, uh, exactly. What else am I going to watch on Wednesday night? Hey, the, Browns the, are not a bad, the Browns are not a bad team right now. Now, with that being said, I remember Adam Schefter saying that at one point after, in the middle of October, when baseball and Football, um, excuse me, when baseball and basketball was over, the NFL can control everything. Now, this was before even college football, when college football, because they were talking, Adam Schefter goes, the NFL can control everything. They can have games on Thursday nights. They can have games on Friday nights. With no college football, they said they could run to the Saturday show. They could do a game at 1, 4 o'clock, and an 8 o'clock game on Saturdays. You could spread the games out much easier when – the TV is all yours. You have all 300 channels, and you can put on whatever like you goal, want. It would be like a gold mine. I mean, think about it. It would be the red zone throughout the week. All right, so let's get to this question. Who do you trust? Do you trust the Giants' offense or do you trust Dallas's D? Knowing how bad each I don't is. trust either of them. And I think the question is that's more, a, can the answer. Giants' defense be good enough to, hope, to keep their offense at least at bay where the sense of, hey, listen, the old, the old school thinker was, 19 points. If your defense can hold an offense to 19 points and around there, 
you should win the majority of your games. That is kind of the old school think of 19 points. Maybe now it's 22, 23 because offense is up. I was reading the post. Offense is up this year. Offense is up at a highest number that it's what ever been. There's more points that's ever been scoring. And defense has not been a factor because I'll give you this fact right now. Seattle's the top three scoring offense, and they're giving up almost th- over 300. They're the worst defense actually in the NFL. They're giving right up now. 400 yards passing game, Seattle. But they're they're undefeated. The what does that say yeah. about the about football? That means you got to score points. So that means I trust that Dallas's defense will hold the Giants to a least point less oh points God, than what their offense is. Dallas is because here's the you thing: trust Dallas more, Joe. Here's the thing: the should Gi- we have him on the show for next week? Well, here's the thing: the Giants yes, scored because 11, he's right about this. Unfortunately, the Giants scored eleven points. Now I know the Bears' defense is pretty good, okay, and I know the Rams is pretty good. Yeah. But what gives you any expectation that the Giants? Offense all sudden is going to score thirty points. No, I know. I now, listen. If the Giants score thirty points, are the Gi- is the Giants defense going to not give up thirty one points? No, I, I understand. Right, and what and everything I've seen for the Giants, I know the first week it was like you know they played the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a top defense. They play hard for three quarters. You know, there's no preseason. Okay, we'll give it to the Steelers. They're a veteran team. They're a better team. Then it's like, you know, okay, week two. Oh, they played the Bears. They were right there. They were right there at the end. But, ah, we couldn't score on the last drive. Then we get killed against the 49ers who have no one. Then week four, we played really, really, really hard. But we threw a pick at the end of the game. What What's our excuse going to be this way? We played really, really, really what hard. Is, what is that? What, what are you, you know, like you squeeze, Are you okay? Are you okay? It's like squeezing the bottle for every last drip. Joe, the Giants, I don't think here. the Giants. What, what gives me hope? I know. I get so and it's not that we, I want oh, to pick okay, Dallas, so but since, the expectation of what gives me hope that the Giants all of a sudden we're gonna put up forty points and we're gonna look like okay, so the next best team. Oh, the Giants. Let's just because the yes, Browns are yes, a good team. Yes or no? The Giants get their first win. No. Joe Judge gets nope. their, no. No. I so I was just reading this really interesting t- statistic. Um, when teams allow seventeen or more uh, or fewer points in a game. They have like a 700 winning percentage. It was like 290 wins and like 50 something losses. The Giants are three and five over those two over those sorts of games where they've held their opponents under 17 points or less. What? The only team in the NFL when they hold an opponent under 17 points that doesn't have a winning record in those games. So whether the Giants can stop Dallas from scoring 40 points doesn't make a difference because even if they can hold them to 17 chances are they'll still lose this football game because they've done that consistently. And it's shocking. It's shocking to think that the defense can play so well and that this this offense would be so inept. Now, we saw the Giants run the ball pretty well against the Rams last week. The thing is, is if the Giants fall behind 14-0 and Danny Dimes has to throw the football all day, Yep. There, there's no way they're winning that football game. Yep. There's just no way. Thing, you know Dallas, we've been bashing, and everyone else across the country has been bashing Dallas about their lackluster effort. Even one of their players says, do you really think we're as professional athletes we're supposed to give 100% effort all 70 plays? Okay, do, you, do you think after Demarcus Lawrence came out and says, this is on us, we need to get our shit together? Like, hello, don't you think Dallas is playing home and they're going to have 25% fans? Do you think that – they're on oh, the hot seat. Yeah, Do you don't yeah, think that this yeah, team's yeah, going to play yeah, hard? Yeah, when does Dallas ever lose to the Giants? It's a, it's a perfect Because if Dallas loses to the Giants, I'm telling you, Jerry Jones is going to have a heart attack. He, he's there is 
There is no the hell, the hell with signing Dak. He's going to say, hey, Dak, take your stuff and take everything out of here. See you later. Well, We're taking be, Andy Dalton. It's not going to be his fault if he throws for another 500 yards and they lose. I don't know what's going to happen. Something's got to give on Sunday at 425 between Dallas and the Giants. We'll see what happens. But both teams still playing that god-awful NFC on pace for eight touchdowns. Nice. Is that total touchdowns? Correct. <laughs> for the whole season. That's no what he's on. He might, you kidding or, me? Oh, don't, don't forget about this day. He's probably on pace to lead the team in rushing, too. So, are you yes. kidding me? So, are you kidding me? Is that even a true stat? Eight touchdowns. So, let's close out with speaking of good quarterback play. And uh, I know we haven't had good quarterback play from Daniel Jones. Let's move on to two rookies right now. And we're going to close out with this the two rookies, Joe Burrow. And Herbert, Justin Herbert, officially is the now starting quarterback. Talk about a rough career for Tyrod Taylor, getting bet, getting just the same way with injuries and stuff. Baker now with Justin Herbert. Nathan yeah, but that wasn't an injury. That was a doctor. I know, I know. That was a doctor screw up, big time. Holy cow! So with this, with the emergence of Justin Herbert, and looks really good right now in his first three games. He's almost he's almost thrown for three hundred yards in all three games. And with Joe Burrow looking like he's going to be the answer for Cincinnati going forward, does this put immense pressure on Tua and the Dolphins? And when I say that is because you got to realize the Dolphins, when it came draft time, we heard a lot of reports that the Dolphins were going to possibly take Justin Herbert. We're seriously contemplating Justin Herbert at number five. They went with Tua. Tua hasn't played yet, which is fine. But what if he comes back? And he struggles throughout the entire season. I know they got two first-round picks, so that's a good factor going in with the Dolphins. But if they str- if Tua struggles, knowing that Herbert has excelled so far with the Chargers and Burrow has excelled with a god-awful offense line but is still playing very well, what happened? they got to win. Like, how does that look for the Dolphins and for a team that has a lot of, I don't know, high expectations going forward because of future, their future looks bright. But it all depends on the health of Tua and how he can play. So does that put a lot of pressure on the Miami Dolphins to not just him play well, but also to get him started soon enough? Because the Dolphins are not a good team right now. So should they seriously consider maybe they start him after this week? You can answer this question. I'll let you start. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, the word immense is probably great because we live in a society where, listen, what have you done for me in the last five seconds? And what we've noticed is Joe Burrow can win a football game and can play really well. And like we said two weeks ago against the Browns, even though they lost, when you have to throw 61, 70 times a game and you don't have the offensive line and you're spot on, you throw for three touchdowns and you don't no have any picks, picks yeah. and no picks, you're speaking volume. And the funny thing is right now is he hasn't even worked the deep ball game in, and that's where he was really successful at LSU. Mm-hmm. And we knew L, uh, Herbert had the talent and the skills. I don't think the Oregon coaches ever let, really let him let loose. Let loose. And when he did yeah. in the Rose Bowl, yeah. he, he saw his true talent. You saw the true talent. And now with guys that are really talented at the elite level, and he's got elite talent there at the Chargers, okay? They have – He looks he Mike looks Williams, good Keenan, right now, guys. Keenan Allen. They have Hunter Henry as a tight end. They got – they have good running backs. They're wet. Well, him. they just lost one of their big weapons to Austin Eckler's out for a while. But now. they're still rookies. But you see those guys so far in the season. You are like you can say right now those guys look like the real deal Holyfield. Okay, they look like their futures. They don't look like ah we question the pick. The thing with the Miami is you got to let you apply. Now it puts pressure on the Dolphins, of course. When you take a quarterback, but how soon? Well, how soon? I said by week six. Okay. Okay. But when you take a quarterback like they took two of them. You took him over Herbert. You had the chance to take Herbert. Now you see Herbert playing well. So that puts pressure on the organization that did you take the right guy. Yep. And it also puts pressure on Tua because not only were we talking a year ago tank for Tua, 
but it puts pressure on him because now you're looking at the two guys. Listen, this is what happens. When it was Roethlisberger, Rivers, and Eli, and when you get drafted Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, when all these guys get drafted, bunched up in multiple quarterbacks, that you're going to be compared against your other Absolutely. fellow colleagues, okay? And when you see the other two guys be successful as they have been in the early part of the season, if Tua comes in and tanks, okay, the opposite, tanks, and does not perform well, you're going to question the pick. You're going to question him. Was he really the guy? You know, there's just a bunch of factors. There's a lot oh, more yeah, factors lot going factors. into it. Of and here's the thing, there's an expectation to win now and win now, and that's why we jump on. Dan, I jump on Daniel Jones is because listen, guys are coming in the league right off the bat day one, and they're not. This is not no, a toddler I, crawling I, I, I before it. you can walk. This is they're coming out of the womb and running. Okay, there is no there's no hiccups no more. This is no, not 1990s, and there's and if he does come in and really underperforms, mm -hmm. I don't want to use a bad word, but he underperforms. It's only going to hurt him going forward in the team, and it's going to question: Do the Dolphins have to take a quarterback next year? Joseph. Okay, so the Finns are one and three right now. They're the tenth seed in the AFC. They're one and two, uh, zero and two at home, one and three in the conference. They play what the Forty Nineers this week. They play the Forty Niners this week. So, right. so, so, right. So, you're about to add another loss to, and and you're going to drop further in the AFC. So, uh, again, at what point? Like, at what point does does running fits out there? What does that do for you? Nothing Get right to now. it. I would have two a starting next week. But Joe, the only thing is, and then Jason's pointed out, and he is coming off a serious injury and multiple injuries at Alabama. Yeah. So they, they almost have to play it smart. Because so what? So what? Eve, to me, even more reason to get him out there, get him some game action, let him get hit. See what he's made of. I want Tua to get hit. I want to see Tua run out of the pocket. I want to see him take a hit in the NFL, and I want to see him get up and run back to the huddle. That's what I, I need to see before the season is out, so I know what we have. Actually, you're right. It's and like it seems so, that's seems that's so that's obvious. I at first I get when it first happened, I didn't think they were going to play him this year just because I I felt like they were going to save money. Don't make they money. were going to make this. They were going to take this situation very delicately. They were going to wait and they were going to try to because they know how important he is to that future. As of right now, we don't know how he's going to play yet because we're still waiting for the moment. But they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to really slow down the process. And Bad I think I 100% agree with you, Joe, in the sense that we should be seeing Tua sooner than later because you got to know if you have a franchise quarterback because you haven't had a quarterback since Dan Marino. So you need to find one to know that this is our guy because right now. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Los Angeles Chargers, they know are they sitting back right now saying, hey, we got Burrow, we got Herbert. They look like two young franchise quarterbacks and two great – looks like two really good quarterbacks down the line and that are going to be in the league for quite some time. And the Dolphins are still waiting, and I understand why. He's coming off a very serious injury, and you want to make sure he's a, a not even 100%, 1,000% ready to be ready to go for the Dolphins because the future of the Dolphins – could depend on Tua. But that question is going to be sooner than later. Yes. I'll put it that way. Yes. So again, look, for me, I need to see him in game action. If yeah. I'm if even if I decide, you know, I'm not ready to commit to him fully until 2022. I need to see him in a game. I want to see him get hit just so I can see him old, get up and be like, all right. Situations. Yes, third down. See how he is under pressure. See how he is in a two-minute offense. 
And down the line, even if they're trying to win a game, see how he is with that. You got to see. Oh, that's a lot of factors for the. I'd Dolphins almost just out. work him in for a series or two in games. If I you don't want to, I hope they're at least giving him in practice, Joe, some first team reps just to get things going, just to see how he's performing with the first teamers. I believe he has gotten some first team reps, and they're not as regular as as what you would hope or think they would be, but. You know, look, he's a super talented player. He's very different than their current starting quarterback. It might even do them some good to bring him in for a couple of series or even a couple of plays. Again, it would be it would behoove this team so much to see Tua take a hit. And I don't mean one where he gets his brains beaten. Yeah, I know just what you mean. Get tackled, get up, and run off the field. And we're like, okay. Because from everything I've heard. For everything I've heard, his he's moving as fluid as he ever did. He looks amazing for having had such a serious injury. But well, the only way to really know is to get hit. And Jace, I agree, a thousand percent agree with you on that too. That's a great. That's also the preseason for situations like that hurt teams because you get but those. I, but I will tell you this: it didn't hurt him in this sense because he would have never been playing in the preseason. The Dolphins were never going to let him go on the preseason field. Because they couldn't afford him. Because if he if if he you can't afford if, a guy he's not like playing, him, yeah. if he's not playing now, yeah. he wasn't going to play in the preseason. But sure, okay. but Burrow and Burrow and Herbert also didn't have a, a preseason. No, no, so I, how do you saying, explain that? I think no, I, I, no, I, I, no, I agree with. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying because of the health, he would have never played in the preseason because of health. Right. Okay. And that's why I think he's not playing now. Now I think they'll make the decision in the next two or three weeks because it's going to be an inevitable question. You. Even if they win, start winning games. It's it, they're they're going to have to eventually make the decision because I don't think in today's day and age you could sit back and let the rookie quarterback sit all season unless you have Aaron Rodgers on your team and he's playing at an elite level. Okay, that's when you could say and you're and you're a Super Bowl caliber team and you're undefeated. But we know what Fitzpatrick is. He's one of the. Mo- He's, he's, he's a, a journeyman. He's a journeyman. He's a, journeyman. he's a smart man. He knows what he's there for. He knows how to help the younger guys. He's had a hell of a career for a guy that came from Harvard, and he's done he's done pretty well for himself. So shout out to Ryan Fitz. Yeah, the brain. Yeah, it's working because he's been still playing. He's playing it well. Joseph, as always, I wish this was a more happier show for us. But I know we sat out. Patty Mahomes sat out because Alex Smith was a quarterback. Alex Smith was a better and it was a better right when you have a an NFL starting quality <laughs> quarterback who's been to the postseason. You can sit these guys. When yeah. you don't, you have to play them. It's a simple as that. Daniel Jones was not supposed to play because Eli Manning was. Can the I say something about the whole Patty Mahomes thing, please? Because I'm sick and tired of seeing it. We did not know that Patrick Mahomes was going to be this freaking good. And if you yeah, did, no, it's not about that. No, but I'm sick of everything. Fair. Oh, That's so after. true. But, no, but my point is, oh, Patty Mahomes. We didn't know Patrick Mahomes was going to win an MVP in his first starting season. We didn't know he'd win an M- a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl in his second year. So if you did say that, then you better go run for freaking lotto or president because, okay, because you must have known better than anybody else in the world. The it, only person who here, knew that tell me to tell me that when you post all this stuff, like the Bears and all that's what the Giants and all. Oh, imagine if we took Mahomes. We did not know what Patrick Mahomes was going to be. So for anybody that thinks that, stop it. Well, because you're lying person, to yourself. Well, he, the only he, person who knew that he was, was great Andy at Texas Reed. Tech. He was great at Texas Tech, 
but he was at Texas Tech. How many times have we seen great quarterback play at Texas Tech? But that have never translated into the okay, NFL. But I'll just stop. Stop. I want to tell you something. And stop. Uh, with you're, that. You're, you're, you're right on this, but here's the thing. I'm getting sick just, of that. But to say Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes for the Chicago Bears is a lie. Yes. Because here's the thing. You're lying to yourself. No. It's not no. about that. You're not lying to yourself. Here's the thing. Rookie quarterbacks don't come into the NFL to an organization – with the Hunt family, who puts one of the best offensive mind coaches and one of the best coaches of all time with him, does not surround him with two Pro Bowl tackles, does not surround him with a Pro Bowl caliber running back, does not have the cheetah on the outside, does not have Travis Kelsey as the tight end. Teams that Guys like Mahomes go to teams like what Joe Burrow goes to, where you don't have an offensive line, where you don't have this, where you don't have a successful coach, where you have a cheap-ass owner and Mike Brown, the Brown. They've never been good owners. Okay, this this is what happens. Guy, rookie quarterbacks that are that good get, get drafted. Do not go to great or like it doesn't. And the Chiefs were already a good team at the time. Exactly. Alex Smith had led them to three straight playoff appearances. Okay, but they peaked. Patrick Mahomes so good. But here's the thing. You got to go to the right organization, okay? Patrick Mahomes going to the Browns or to the Bengals or to the Bears is a lot different than going listen, to the Chiefs he would still or the be, Patriots. He would still be good, but he would not be a 50-touchdown guy. He would not be a 5,000-yard guy. He would I not tell be you, he wouldn't have an MVP or because, a Super Bowl. Because here's the thing. you, I always say this. Look at all the great teams. Tom Brady – would not be as great as he is if he did not have Big Belichick in the beginning. You have to have a master of trade. It's like the Jedi, and I'll use the Star Wars. You have to have the right fit, okay? Troy Aikman went to the Dallas Cowboys with, with Emmitt Smith and one of the best offense lines ever in football. He also went to Jimmy Johnson, who was one of the best coaches in football, okay? Joe Montana had the best offensive-minded coach in the history of the NFL in Bill Walsh, okay? Terry Bradshaw had Lynn Swan, and oh my God, I, I'm drawing a blank of the other uh, the other receiver, but two Hall of Fame receivers, and had Stole. Chuck Noll, Chuck Noll, a Hall of Fame coach. Okay, Ben Bill Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, when he was drafted, what eleventh overall, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. who already had a Super Bowl caliber defense, had Heinz Ward, had Not Jerome Bettis, and a Hall of Fame coach. coach. Okay, like think about the scenarios where these guys are going. <laughs> I can keep going. Now like Aaron, about- Aaron Rodgers went to Green Bay, where Brett Favre was here, where they had a already successful coach, where they have a great running organization. There's a reason why the Browns and the Giants and the Jets continue to pick in the top five because they suck. All right. Yeah. There's a reason why certain teams have other personnel. Look at it. Why are the Bears oh, and the Jets okay, and I, all these teams bad? Because they can't good, figure out the quarterback. Stuff. I like it. Can I just say that? Sorry, I just ran my John Stallworth, by the way, was the other uh, wide yeah. receiver yeah. with Pittsburgh. I yelled out Dante, but that's the yeah. He played with Pittsburgh. Seriously, you guys. So we get a, a message of a, a needs the Jedi Master. Then we get a photo of Need the Force. Then we get a quote. You guys are using too much Star Wars. I'm just gonna say this before I let Joe go. I've never seen. I've seen one Star Wars movie. That's it. Seen them all. Joe. I've never seen. A, I've never seen all the Star seen Wars movies. Uh, so you haven't I seen haven't watched. I haven't seen one since 1983. Wow. I, I, I saw those oh, yeah. three. Six in the movie. No, we're talking way too much. Freaking Jedi Masters, Yoda stuff. How about can we talk about Spaceballs? Use the Schwartz. How about Spaceballs? Come on, it, it, you please tell me you've seen Spaceballs. Dude, Spaceballs is a fantastic movie for sure. He's gonna pull. Yeah, but, hey, are you trying to find another photo or something? But, 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 uh, am I? 
I don't know. You're looking like you are. But if I can finish it, I, I look at it this way. Sam Darnold, we had a thought that he was going to be the next best thing. And not, I'm not saying great, great, but he went to the Jets organization, right? What's to say if Sam Darnold didn't go to the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> at the 32nd pick that he wouldn't be successful? Look where Lamar Jackson got drafted. <laughs> Come got on. Him. That's Trev's face. On the left. Oh, that's like me watching the. That's his face on the left. That's like me watching. That's like me watching the Giants. That's like me last night watching the Yankees but, when Chapman gave up the home. But hold on, Lamar Jackson got drafted to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, one of the best run organizations in the NFL. Okay, and he was able to sit behind a Super Bowl caliber quarterback in Joe Flacco, and a great organization, a great head coach. Look where Josh Allen went. Okay, he went. To the Bills. Now you can knock the Bills, but the Bills in the last couple of years, the first decision they made was hiring Sean McDermott from Carolina. And ever since he's been there, he's built a winning program and found the right pieces. And look at the success Josh Allen has had this year. That's why you look at where these guys are drafted. I don't blame the guys sometimes. I blame the organizations for not fitting the teams around the players. Yeah. The, time, the problem is exactly. they want to take the square peg and put it in the circle hole. That's not how it works. Okay. The Jets hired Adam Gates. He couldn't win for the Dolphins. So less than 36 hours later, the Jets swooped him up and go, Yeah, you're hired. Anybody thinks that the Jets are just, or Jets or Giants, they're going to just draft Trevor Lawrence and everything's going to be saved. It just doesn't work that way. And there's a reason why the Giants and Jets are at the bottom. There's a reason why the Giants and the Jets are at the bottom of the total pole. And you got teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots that are good, or Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo Bills. And that's, that are organizations from the and that's why the Mike Greenberg said if the Jets had the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence should severely think about not coming out because he could get ruined. Guys get ruined. Okay? Peyton Manning. He could also say blow out his knee and never play in the NFL. So I don't know if I like that advice no, from Greenberg. I, I think he's just saying like, sit out in general and wait to see who the next year guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Joe, totally sit out. But Joe, I know. Joseph, as always. I can't believe we had a picture of Spaceballs. We had a picture. We got the Reggie, the Reggie bar. bar. One more time on the Reggie bar. Oh, by the way, one last quick joke. Uh, here was how we all looked last night when Chapman gave up that pitch. <laughs> oh, my God. More of a, more of a that, I Operation feel like. Back, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. 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 That's, That's no, when I heard on the, no. When I heard – uh, who was calling the ESPN game? Dan, Ch- oh, what's his name? I forgot it. Showman. And I heard deep. To- I was like, and I just go on. I'm like, oh, I literally was at work, just miserable. It, the- I think Glenn <laughs> Frazier would have caught that, but <clears throat> it was just, it's just really frustrating. But that's the what 2020 has been given us. It's been the year of just, of just continue of high hopes, high expectations. Remember Major League? But we got a hope. Remember Major League Two and the guy? I can't well, think of his name. But remember, he stood on top of the wall and he caught it. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is this year, last night just shows what this year has brought. You got to hope for the best, but you got to also expect the worst. And last night, me personally, that's what I hoped for. I expected the, I expect hope for the best, and I expect. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. done. I'm done, Joseph. And you, Joseph, you've been tremendous, my man. Joseph, I always love a you. pleasure, boys. You, Catch you next time. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are closing out. Before I want to say, everybody down south that's dealing with this massive hurricane, please be safe, and we wish you nothing but the best. Prayers and th- our thoughts and prayers are with you as well. For anybody that's down, I know we got some family as well down south in yeah. Atlanta and Florida. So for anybody that's down there and is going to be in part of that storm, 
our thoughts and prayers of which we wish you nothing but the best, guys. Such what I'm, I'm just – what a show, huh? So we get Spaceballs. We get Reggie Bars. We get the Schwartz. We get, we get Star Wars. I'm, I was going to punch you in the head. For, well, yeah, we were about to you fight were, on live you, TV. You walked on, off the show. Live, I walked up because I was displaying how far baseball is, and that's even that was just being nice. A lot happened today for a show that was supposed to be uh, just so, like a blah kind of show. But you know what, Joseph? You're the best. We love you. We'll see you next week. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful. Enjoy it while it lasts. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Check us out. Follow, subscribe, and like. Comment as well. Share, please. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are up. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.